Okay, here we go. Episode six of the Better You podcast, where we focus on better understanding ourselves so we can become better versions of ourselves. And that is not to imply that there is anything wrong with us, but we can always be better. This episode is going to be another solo episode. You are stuck with just me. And I know that wasn't the plan. Um, In episode five, I said that this would be our first expert interview. But unfortunately, as some of you know, I live in Florida and we had a bit of a close call with Hurricane Dorian and it just kind of screwed up the whole schedule and the interviews I had lined up had to be pushed back and I wasn't able to get any of them in before this week's episode. So it is just me. Uh, But I am very excited because I do have a lot of really great interviews lined up over the next couple weeks. So look forward to hopefully some some really insightful conversations. Um, But today I thought we would talk about how to recognize and pull yourself out of a funk. And the reason I chose that topic is because I am currently in a funk. Like I am in the middle of it and everything I'm about to to talk about and that I've kind of outlined out is literally stuff I've just realized over the past couple days. And I recently had a conversation with someone who was reading my book and she really kind of commended me on being very open and honest about the fact that, you know, I'm very much still in process and just committed to sharing that process, even the messy parts. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. That is what I'm committed to. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm in a little bit of a funk right now, but that is just part of the process. And so I'm going to just be very honest about it and and share it as well as kind of my my plan, so to speak, to to get out of it. And, you know, I will say that this my my funk, I guess, is very different than how I was feeling two years ago when I was feeling very disconnected, which led up to writing my book. And it's just kind of funny because it's like I'm. I'm not feeling disconnected. It's quite the opposite. I'm feeling very aware of my feelings, which was by design, essentially. Like I've done all this work to get back in touch with my feelings um, and not suppress them. But it's like the catch 22 of that is I am very in touch with my feelings, even the not so positive ones. And then I found I get very frustrated when I can't just change them. It's like, oh, okay, I'm not feeling like super inspired or happy or fulfilled. Like something's off. Like I'm just not feeling great about life. And then it's like, I'm aware of that. And then I just want to be able to change it just with awareness. And I think it's not always that simple. And so I kind of finally got to this point of being like, okay, I've got to, I've got to do something about this. So um, I've broken it down essentially into like three steps And step number one is to first know the signs of your unhappiness or unfulfillment or just your funk. Like know your little tells that reveal that something is off with you and they look different for everybody. And I think it's really important to to know what they are for you because I think that these these kind of funks can come on very slowly. very subtly to a point where you don't really even realize they've happened. And that's why I'm so big on taking time for like self-reflection and to like check in with yourself very intentionally and be like, okay, how am I feeling? Like, 
am I happy? And recognize you're not going to have every moment isn't going to be happy. Maybe every day isn't going to be happy, but do you have more happy days than unhappy days? Or is the number of unhappy days starting to like creep up and maybe outweigh the happy days? And you really only become aware of that if you spend some time really thinking about it. And to be completely honest, like I wasn't doing that. I've been in this like go, go, go mentality of, you know, trying to make a living, like trying to make this work in all, all different types of formats, you know, trying to get this podcast up and running and growing and still trying to get on other people's podcasts to make those connections and get in front of new audiences and promote the book and sell the book and try and get freelance writing going and, you know, grow the social media, maintain the social media and all this stuff. It's like, I was go, 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 go. It's like, I've reached this like burnout point and like then just spend an entire day on the couch, like binge watching some kind of TV and justifying it to myself that, you know, I needed that, that recharge or that downtime. And like, maybe I did, but that like up and down cycle, like I just, I think that's taken its toll on me because I haven't been giving myself like that space and kind of those moments of like, okay, hold on. Where am I right now? Where am I going? Like, what is my plan? Am I happy? Like what's actually going on with me? So I think that we have, we have signs, like we have tells when, when we're not in a good place. And so I know mine are that I don't have motivation to work out. Um, physical activity, I realized several years ago is like a big part of my, even just like emotional and mental well-being. Not just because like I feel better if I feel better about myself physically, but I don't know. It's almost like a form of, of therapy for me. And it, I always, I'm a morning workout person. So to get up and start my day with a workout just sets the tone for my day. And then I, I feel more productive and more kind of in charge of my schedule essentially. So it's like when I start to lose the motivation to work out, that's like a sign for me, like something's up, like something is off for me. And then when it's really bad, there are those days that I lose the motivation to even like get out of bed, which now that I'm on a much more flexible schedule, like I don't have an office to report to at a certain time. When I have those days, it's almost like I have the freedom to really like give into that and be like, Oh, okay. Like I'm not going to get out of bed. Another one for me is that I see a, a decrease in my good habits like reading or watching the sunrise, spending time outside, meditating. And then I see an increase in my bad habits. So I mentioned like watching TV more. And then another one is is wanting to drink more. And I know in, in episode three, the first solo episode, I shared a little bit about my kind of back and forth love-hate relationship with alcohol. And I, I still struggle with that. And it's not, it's not that I have anything against drinking itself. It's more I... I'm aware of like how I use it and, and when I'm using it as like an escape or a distraction, then that's when I know like something's, something is off with me. And then another one, and this one is like kind of funny, but I also like hate this one is I get really irritated by happy people. And that's so bad, but like I have a couple people in my life who are just genuinely very happy and that's great but then it's like I recognize like when I talk to them I feel this level of like irritation and I know that it's just because like that's triggering in me almost this like jealousy that I don't feel that level of like 
happiness or um, kind of just like, like a little bit of a, a lightness to them, I like this happy-go-lucky. And so those are three of my biggest tells that I've, I've recently really realized that show like, okay, something's off with me, like I'm in a funk. I have no motivation to work out or get out of bed. I see a significant change in habits, like good versus bad, and then I get irritated by happy people. So I think that if you really start to pay attention to your moods and look for those patterns, you can identify signs that maybe you're in a funk or not feeling super happy with like the current state of your life. So like that is step number one is know your signs and know your tells and then listen to them, like be aware, like, okay, I'm in a funk. And so then step number two is change what you can change and it's so funny because I, it's like, I've just been, I've been a, a little bit aware over the past couple of weeks, like something's off. I'm just not feeling great, but then I haven't done anything about it. Instead, I've just been like waiting and hoping that something would happen to snap me out of it. And that's really like the definition of insanity, like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And I realize like that is the exact attitude that I constantly like talk and write against. It isn't about the external. Like we can't wait on other people or other circumstances or other things to make us happy. Like we have to do it. We have to to make that change. And I recognize like you can't always, you're not necessarily always in control of every aspect of your circumstances. So that's where I think it's important to recognize what parts do you have control over? And so where can you maybe like make some changes. And I'm a big believer that, you know, our mind and our body are very connected and they can either work together in a negative direction or work together in a positive direction. So while making kind of some of the the mental changes and mindset changes can be difficult and like a slow process, that's where I think you can maybe start with some like physical changes to like set yourself up physically for a happier mindset versus like make it more difficult. So what I mean by that, like for me, I'm going to give up sweets for a while. Um, If you know me, I have a pretty big sweet tooth. I do like, I love, I love chocolate and I love like baked goods and I'm not an extreme like foodie person, but like I do, I love sweets. And that is part of why working out is so important to me because I want to be able to, you know, indulge in those treats sometimes. And so that's a lot of times like how I, I justify it to myself. But I also recognize that from a physical standpoint, like sugar affects our bodies, specifically like our hormones. And then our hormones very much can drive our mood. And I've just started to realize, okay, like when I'm consuming more sugar, whether that be through sweets or through alcohol or through carbs, like whatever form, like I feel that mentally or emotionally the next day, like the sugar and the sweets definitely messes with my hormones, which messes with my mood. So my mood is overall down right now. So I might as well do everything I can from a physical standpoint to like almost help myself out of it. So I'm going to give up sweets for a little bit. 
And then I'm also going to give up alcohol again, which I know for some people in my life, they're probably like, oh my God, here we go again. And some people might be like, okay, here we go again with the extremes, like just find a healthy balance. And I get it. I do need to find a healthy balance, but there's the sugar component of alcohol, but it's also like, it is, it's a depressant. Like I, and I feel it. And it's even just a couple glasses of wine. Like the next day I'll feel more down and I'll feel more sad and I'll be in a more negative mindset. And so it's like, okay, there's the sugar component. There's the fact that like, it's a, it's a depressant and I very much feel that. And then from like a habit standpoint, like what I mentioned earlier, like my kind of intention or my reason for drinking, once it shifts into that, it's like an escape from reality. Like that's not a healthy intention behind like having a drink. So I'm going to take a break from, from alcohol again. I don't know how long it's going to be. And I'm, and I'm not going to put a time frame on it. And I know I need to find a healthier balanced relationship with alcohol and you know, until I do that, like, I think maybe these little breaks from it are, are what I need to, to really find that balance for myself. And then I'm also going to give up social media again. So for those of you who are familiar with my book, this might sound very familiar. It's like, here I go again, giving up alcohol, sweets, social media, but I'm not giving up men this year um, because I am in a relationship and I don't think he would appreciate that. But my reason for giving up social media has changed this time. And it's not because like when I look at it, I'm comparing my life to others and that's making me sad. That was the case several years ago. That's not the case this time. Now, I don't know, it's different. It's like I have this like need attached to it from like a business branding, promoting myself standpoint where I feel like I have to post every day and I've got to keep up with the stories and, you know, share other people's posts and come up with the hashtags and, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's stressing me out. And so ultimately I don't think that, I don't know. I go back and forth with like how much, when you're trying to do something like I'm, doing, you know, writing and and selling a book and growing a podcast. Like, I don't know, do you need to be on social media to do that? There's a lot of people that would argue that you do, but then there's also a lot of people that would argue that you don't. And that if you're putting valuable content out into the world, it'll spread on its own. So I'm just, I'm taking a little bit of a break from social media. Maybe that is not a smart move from a business branding promoting standpoint, but I just think that, you know, for my own mental state, it's it's what I need to do right now. And again, I haven't put a timeline on it. I'm just hoping that it'll relieve some of the stress and pressure and free up some time for me to kind of plug in some of those better habits. So, you know, I get up in the morning and start my day instead of feeling like I've got to figure out like my social media strategy for the day. Instead, spend some time meditating, spend some time reading and I know some of you are probably being like, okay, you can do both of those. And yes, maybe I can, but like, I need to find that balance. So I'm taking a step away to, excuse me, put a little space there to hopefully find that middle point. So that's what I've realized are, are things that kind of tie to my tells and then are things that I can control. And so I think if you figure out what your tells are, you can then be like, okay, what are the things surrounding these tells that I can, or that you can intentionally 
change to like set yourself up better to get out of your funk. And then the third one is, this is a, this is a deeper one. So this is where I'm going to get a little bit deep and it is to find the real root of why you're maybe feeling off. And if you listen to the podcast frequently, or if you read my writing, you know that I'm a, I'm a big believer in the question why. And cause I think the more we ask it, the more we can get to these deeper roots of things. And so that's where you're really maybe solving and eliminating an issue versus just like putting a bandaid on it. So, you know, the things I just mentioned, giving up sweets, alcohol, social media, though, that's definitely probably a little bit of a bandaid, but I like to think from a physical and mental standpoint, it's just maybe helping the overall cause, but I know that's not the fix. The fix lies in the root. And I really just recently realized this. I've been doing some thinking to try and figure out, okay, like what is the real root? And it would be super easy to blame my funk on financial stress because that is a very real thing that I'm feeling right now. And I know that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Like I'm not where I want to be financially and I'm not even where I need to be in order to maintain my lifestyle. So, you know, that's where you come up against some big decisions and maybe some big sacrifices. And I by no means have an expensive lifestyle. Like I don't drive a nice car. I don't have nice clothes. I don't have nice jewelry. I don't go out all the time like I used to. So I'm not spending a bunch of money every weekend on like bars or restaurants, but my money is mostly spent on trying to take better care of myself. So, you know, I don't buy the cheapest bath products or makeups. Um, you know, I try to buy the more natural organic stuff. And that ties into my point earlier about, you know, trying to set up your physical environment and your physical body to kind of aid in your mental state versus almost like attack it. So I believe very much like what we put in and on our bodies matters. And so I try and take care of that. Unfortunately, we live in a world where taking care of yourself and eating healthy is more expensive. So so those are sacrifices that I don't necessarily want to make. And so then that causes like a lot, even more financial stress. But if I really think about it, I think that there's like, there's deeper roots to the funk than the financial stress. I think the financial is is just part of it. And I recently read an article on the School of Life website titled The Drive to Keep Growing Emotionally. And it was like one of those articles I read, kind of like if you if you see a meme or um, you get a text message or an email or read an article or whatever, some kind of random message that you're like, oh my God, like that's exactly what I needed in this moment. Like that was meant specifically for me. And this article was definitely that for me. And it really focused a lot on our need for emotional growth. And it was a little bit of a, almost like a slap in the face because that was like a big realization for me in my book, like two years ago. There was like this realization of like, oh, okay, you know, I've been focused on all this competitive stuff and getting out of my comfort zone and taking on new challenges and yada, yada, yada. And that's all great. But ultimately, like what I'm craving is like emotional growth. And I hadn't been focused on that. And then now it's like, I found myself, I realized I, I think I'm back in that place where I'm, I haven't really been focused on it. And so, so I'll explain that in a second. So the article talks about how we essentially have um, two parts to like our, our drive for emotional growth, connection and self-expression. 
And connection is essentially just showing up as who you truly are, like being authentic and sharing that with the people in your life. And then on the flip side, also trying to see and understand people from their perspective. So like that, that true connection of sharing who you are and then really trying to see and understand who other people are, not just like kind of projecting onto them, like who you want them to be. And that's something that I've done a lot of work on both to just be true to who I am in, in all of my different relationships, but also try and see and understand who people are and, and accept them for who they are and love them for who they are. And I think I've made a lot of progress in that area. So I'm feeling good about the connection part. But as far as self-expression, I'm going to read the definition from the article because I just think it's so beautifully said. It says, by the drive to self-expression, we mean the desire to fathom, bring into focus, and externalize our ideas and creative and intellectual capacities. A drive that manifests itself particularly around our work and our aesthetic activities. We seek to gain an even greater understanding of the contents of our minds, especially of our values, our pleasures, and our way of seeing the world, and to be able to give these a kind of expression that makes them public, comprehensible, and beneficial to others. We will feel we have had a rich life whenever we have been able to give a voice and shape to some of the many perceptions that course through us, and in some way, however modestly, left a fruitful imprint on the world. Oh, I just love that. And that is so in line with what I feel like my my purpose and my passion is. is it is that self-expression in a very authentic way and with the intention of leaving a good imprint on the world. And, and that means people like helping to make people feel better. Like that was the point behind my book. That is the point in this, in starting this podcast. And that is the point in like all of my writing. So it's like that, that is my self-expression. And I know that is tied super closely to like emotional growth. So, okay, so that's a one part. And then to give a little bit more context, a couple months ago, I read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you're in any kind of creative drive, then I definitely recommend you read that book because it's very well done. But it had this part that, ah, it's funny. It's like I knew this part was going to stick with me because I almost had like a very negative reaction to it. Uh, she talks about how you shouldn't burden your creativity with paying your bills. And I had a negative reaction when I read that because that's exactly what I was trying to do. I was like, okay, no, like I put this book out into the world and I'm going to promote the book and sell the book. And then I'm going to get into freelance writing and become like a paid full-time writer. And I'm going to start a podcast and hopefully grow it. And then, you know, be able to like get sponsors and, and you know, some money coming in through the podcast so that, you know, it's paying for itself and, and whatnot. And so I was a hundred percent burdening my creativity and my self-expression with, paying the bills. And so when I read her advice, like to absolutely not do that, I was like, oh, what does she know? Like I can make this happen. And, and now I just realized, oh, like she was so right because here's what I've realized has really happened. And is, is I think the other important part of the funk and it's kind of that intersection of the financial stress and the need for self-expression because what I've been trying to do is find a way to write. So like freelance writing where people will pay for articles versus writing what 
I feel inspired and compelled to write in whatever format that might be and putting it out into the world. And once you get into kind of the different sites and avenues that will pay, you know, they're if they're paying for it, they want ROI on it. And what is ROI? That is like click-throughs and, um, you know, people, you know, search engine optimization and all that stuff. And they've kind of figured out what are the keywords and what is the structure. And so it starts to immediately kind of limit or like predefine your self-expression to fit into this box of what they've deemed works like for them to get their ROI and paying for your articles. So it's like immediately then your self-expression, you lose a little bit of it because you're trying to fit it into this, this other mold. And then same thing with this podcast. It's like, okay, you know, I need to grow it. So I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And the whole like focus and intention behind everything I've been doing over the past couple months hasn't lived solely in a self-expression camp because it's lived in this financial burden. Like I've got to try and make money with it camp. And like, oh, that's just been this huge realization for me. And I, I share it because I think it's important if you start to realize, okay, one, maybe you're not feeling super fulfilled or happy in your life right now, or just something is off. So we call it a funk. Like first recognize your tells so that you know that that's happening. Like be aware that that you're feeling that way. Step two, take control of kind of the low hanging fruit, like the easier things you can do to make changes, to set yourself up for like success and pulling yourself out of, out of the funk. And then the most important one is really realizing the root of it and like why why you're in the funk. So it's like, if I just looked at it from a, from the level of, okay, it's just cause I'm stressed financially. So, you know, just try harder at what I'm doing. And then maybe eventually I do get some freelance writing and I take a part-time writing job, writing something that is nowhere in kind of my lane of self-expression and the stuff that I want to be talking about and the perceptions I want to be sharing yet, boom, I've checked that box of, okay, now I'm a paid writer, but I haven't fulfilled the, the deeper part of me that I really, that really needs to be fulfilled. So I think it's, that's why it's so important to kind of ask the whys and get to the real root of the issue. Because if you just live on a level above that, then that's where you like kind of put band-aids on things versus really eliminating the issue. And so I just think it's really important when you're looking at changes you want to make in your life, understanding is this, am I getting to the root of the issue? And knowing what that actual root is can just give you like a lot of clarity and peace in the decisions you have to make in terms like the changes that you want to make in your life. So, you know, for me, I've reached a point of being like, okay, like I've got to get some kind of a job that's going to bring in enough money to pay the bills so that I can remove that burden from my creativity and my self-expression. And seeing it from that lens makes me feel much more at peace than just viewing it from like, oh my gosh, I wasn't able to make it as a writer and now I have to get a job. It's like, no, I'm still pursuing that dream, but I want to stay true and authentic in my self-expression. So in order to do that, I've got to eliminate the financial burden in another way rather than keep it on my 
creativity. And I don't know, that's, that's just been a big, a big turning point in kind of how I view my situation. I just, I feel much more at peace with it. So I don't exactly know what that looks like for me yet, what type of job I'm, I'm going to get, but I just, I feel much more at, at peace because now I think I, I understand the bigger picture and the deeper root of what's going on versus just looking at it on the surface level of I'm not making enough money writing, so I've got to get a job, which means that I failed. So just keep that in mind when, when you're maybe analyzing your life and what changes you want to make to feel more fulfilled or more inspired or more satisfied just make sure that you're you're getting to the to the root of it because that's where you can view it from a lens of of clarity and peace versus kind of negativity. So my point with with this episode and with sharing this is not is not to suggest that you do what I'm specifically doing if you're feeling unhappy or unfulfilled in your life, but more that my hope is that you just you take the time to check in with yourself and see how you are feeling about your life because our moods and our feelings can change very subtly over time and the change can be so incremental that we don't notice it. So please take some time and check in with yourself. Like, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Are you spending your days the way you want to? Are you treating yourself, your mind and your body the way you want to? And if the answer to any of those questions is no, then come up with a plan that works for you, um, that is specific for your circumstances and your schedule, because everyone is different and your changes that you can make in your life are gonna be different than mine, but just find what works for you. And the advice I will give you, which really is just advice I'm giving to myself right now out loud, is to be consistent and to be patient. Getting into a funk or getting off track um, from where we want to be is a slow and steady process. And so I think changing that is as well. And I know there's going to be times where it'll just be easier to say like effort and just kind of succumb to your current circumstances or times where you lose sight of the deeper root and the deeper reasons for like making the changes in your life. But if you remain patient with yourself and stick to your plan, like that's when the real growth happens. And it's a lesson I continue to learn the hard way. Um, and it's a lesson I'm sure I'm about to learn yet again, but I wanted to be very transparent and very open in, in sharing that with you. So I think that's it. Um, those are my thoughts on how to recognize and get out of a funk and hopefully it works. I'll report back in future episodes and kind of how I'm doing. Um, in the meantime, please share this episode if it resonated with you, send to people, share on your social media, you know, wh whatever it may be. Subscribe if you can please throw me a rating and a review. That really helps a lot. And yeah, if you have feedback, you can reach me at thebetteryoupodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and tune in to future episodes. I've got a lot of guests coming up that I'm super excited about, people sharing their stories, some experts um, giving us some professional insight. And so, yeah, we will just continue on this journey together. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.